Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Welcome to the show. All right, we're going to split the show into two parts. The first part's political. How can I not? The second part's about COVID and this nonsense that we're undergoing another wave and blah, blah, blah. Just big lies. And there's tons of doctors out there. It's just not me that are claiming this. People even more credentialed than I. I don't think more insightful, but definitely more credentialed. They're everywhere, including Dr. Atlas. He is on the infectious board with Fauci in direct conflict with him. He is Trump's main advisor, the guy that our president is listening to for wisdom and guidance. I support him completely. I hope you do also. This is not adding up. I'll get to that case later. Right now, there's a guy, Alan Dershowitz. He's a constitutional lawyer from Harvard. He's that generation of Democrat that still has a certain amount of respect for the Constitution. And this is what he has to say about what's going down the pipe. Uh, This is all on my website, by the way. That's straighttalk.cc. Later on, get to the website and really mull through this. I have my and my team, my staff going all week through all the literature, all the clips, all the stations, all the private stations, all the stuff you may not even know about so I can make some sense out of this nonsense. Here's what Dershowitz, he's an ardent Democrat. He's not the kind of guy that's going to come out and make a case for Trump. Relatively speaking, let's forget his you know, the, the alleged piece of it where he was implicated with, you know, some bad stuff. And I don't even want to get into that. The guy is solid. He's a constitutional attorney and a, he's a professor. He's retired from Harvard. Listen to what he has to say about the way this is going to go down the pipe. In case you don't know, this is real specific. Counting chaos, Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz, he is the author of the Wall Street Journal bestseller, Guilt by Accusation. Uh, Alan, here's one thing that struck me. Among the strategies, it seems that the campaign, uh, and Dick Morris was referring to that, is reach out to your uh, legislators and tell them you don't feel that it was a fair election and not to designate uh, the voters, even if the count said a Democrat won, uh, that it should be Republicans. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I wanted to know, is that a constitutional or are, is the Constitution and our laws such that the electors have to be assigned who, who got the most votes? Well, first of all, I'm 83 years old, so don't take anything I say seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't take that seriously either. Alan Dershowitz is as sharp as most teenagers. Take my word for it. Have a duty to start dying, but uh, yes, yes, Ezekiel. Uh, yeah, I just seven So I'm trying my best to defy that duty. Uh, look, it's up to every state. There is no such thing as a presidential election. There are 50 state elections, subject ultimately to Supreme Court review. But 
every state gets initially to decide whether and how to certify the votes. In some states, if there are legitimate challenges in front of the court that the Secretary of State feels has the chance of prevailing. Okay, so there's step one. Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and their legal team, Trump legal team, has to take to the state courts, this is state to state, their case that the numbers don't look right. Then the secretary of state of each state has to look at that. If the secretary of state, if they're not bought by Soros, if they're not blind, if they have any respect for the Constitution, has to take a look at the accusations and make a decision as to whether certification they endorse or don't endorse certification. Now we take it to the next step. The Secretary of State may not certify the votes. And then the per, per the party that thinks the vote should be certified would have to go first to state court and ultimately then to the United States Supreme Court. It's- so first we need the sec- first we need the case, which we have then we need the Secretary of State to be honest enough to look at the data and basically say something warrants more scrutiny, then that goes to the state court. After the state court, if it doesn't go our way, then that goes to the Supreme Court. That's the federal Supreme Court. This is a process, but there's a silver lining built into it, so hang on. It's a very cumbersome process. The Pennsylvania lawsuit, on the other hand, is already in the Supreme Court. So that's going to be decided because that's an Article Two constitutional case. So every case is different. There are the wholesale cases involving the Constitution, and then there are the retail cases involving specific voters. Did they vote? Did they vote properly? Were they 100? Were they 105 years old? All of those issues, you have to take evidence. You have to have trials on those issues. And then it will be up to the Secretary of State to decide pending trials whether to certify the vote. The strategy of the Trump team is to delay certification beyond middle December so that Biden doesn't reach 270. All right, that's it. If enough states refuse to certify, like if Michigan refuses to certify, if whoever else, Arizona, Georgia obviously is on board, Georgia's on board, um, if enough states refuse to certify such that Biden cannot accumulate 270 electoral votes. It goes to the House of Representatives, whereupon, as Dershowitz will say, Trump will most likely be elected to the presidency. This is one way it goes. Now, what it doesn't even mention is the far, far, far bigger issue. And now I want to get to Sidney Powell. So get onto the website later and listen to this. I put the clip on for you to scrutinize, including Dershowitz's background. Believe me, he's not going to give Trump anything Trump doesn't earn. So it's not a bad opinion to listen to. The other one is Lou Dobbs on Eric Metaxas. Eric Metaxas, you may not know, you should know the name Eric Metaxas. Now, Lou Dobbs, who's had Sidney Powell on quite a few times, and I want to clarify some of her statements for you. Listen to what Lou Dobbs has to say on Eric Metaxas. And now I want to shift the discussion or the inquiry into this whole thing about the software program, Dominion. Problem being, it's going to take time to put that case together. Even if they present, they're going to need more time. They're going to present before December 14th, which is to our advantage. But even if they do, this is a more intricate issue, at least right now it is. So I'm going to delineate that later on. Listen to Lou Dobbs, because 
This is where I have a problem. I just can't believe the nation is not united when you hear something like this. This is the you want to give back. And so encouraged and heartened by your stand for this president and for um, self-government. Thank you. Um, I, I don't want I didn't for, for Lou Dobbs being willing to put this heroic electoral system, its integrity. And and the fact that uh, the national left wing media, the the corporatist media uh, are doing their very best to either diminish the, the moment or to ignore it altogether. This is not why I'm having you listen. There are some specific comments he's making that sum up, I think, beautifully what the Powell case is basing her claim on. Uh, is speaking very loudly to all Americans about just how serious this is. The, the when we are looking at software that is not not operating as it is designed to do, or as most of us would assume it's designed to do, it, when we're looking at a piece of software that was used to manipulate elections in Venezuela, when we're looking at election companies, no. Listen to Glenn Beck this week. He had a guy, a software genius named Jeff Brown on, talking about Jeff Brown's first-level inquiry into Dominion, stating that Dominion, the software program, the voting program, was designed to be manipulated. It wasn't to be manipulated in default. Like, you know, it could be manipulated. It's not supposed to be. It was designed with the explicit intention of creating software to be manipulated. If you know anything about computers and what a software program is, and you should, please appreciate, Republican or Democrat, the gravity of that statement that we would pick a software program to elect in a president et al. that was designed by design to be manipulated. Think of that. Now, who understood this and put their foot down? The state of Texas. Listen to the corroboration. One seems to know who owns them, uh, and they don't have any requirements for public disclosure. Only the state of Texas, Eric, only the state of Texas, refused to license Dominion software, and they did so with such emphatic uh, uh, protection of the Texas electoral system. They're, I mean, they're, the, they're true heroes uh, because they... And so let me ask you a question. Where's, where is the journalistic inquiry into that? Where are the journalists, left and right, probing into the decision makers in Texas that made it clear we are not going to employ Dominion on the basis of the fact that from everything we can see, it is potentially vulnerable to fraud. Who's the person in Texas that made this decision? What was their reasoning? Why aren't we reading about this in the literature, in the newspapers, on YouTube? Where are the clips? Where's the interest in this? And this is the point. So when your liberal friends sit there and tell you, you see, that this is just conspiratorial, what are they smoking, man? What has happened to the world? I think I know, but that was another show. He stood up against this. Now, the there, rest there's so many levels to this, Lou. That's what, what's, I think, difficult for people. I mean, on the one hand... Uh, All right, I'm going to cut it there. Those are the two clips. You go back to those clips later to take a look at them. And 
Bottom line is this. Sidney Powell this week, Giuliani has it sewed up. Giuliani, they have 200 affidavits at least of people very close to the process in the voting booths observing very irregular, in some cases, unconstitutional behavior. Pennsylvania is ours on that basis, and this number will grow. Giuliani's got a good case, you see, but the big case is Sidney Powell. And if you've been following this, this week she had a problem. And the problem was a week ago, and you heard me throw her on my, my website, she made some huge statements all summed up with release the Kraken. This is a wonderful way to describe it. She did, and it just went viral. Release the Kraken. Staggering evidence, I remember, was her cliche. We have staggering amounts of evidence. Now, this isn't some local bartender spouting an opinion. This is a woman that not only got off General Flynn, but long before General Flynn was highly touted. She is respected. Sidney Powell will not get on national TV, so to speak, make a statement like that without having rock-solid proof. A week goes by. And people are saying, okay, well, where is it? All due respect to Sidney Powell. I think, and it's understandable, but I wanted to clarify this because I think it's worth a moment. I think she just didn't know how to articulate it. Honestly, point blank number one, the answer is more along the lines of, right now this is something I can't release because it may jeopardize the inquiry itself. It's like going to the police and saying, listen, I know you're after me, but what do you know? I mean, it's inherently, in a sense, a stupid question to ask somebody like Sidney Powell at this point in the inquiry. I don't think she took the time to articulate that. You know, this is a first run for everybody, I think, including her. So she has to be forgiven. I think Tucker made a huge mistake by not doing that. That is not to his credit, unless, of course, there's something we really don't know that's underneath that. Bottom line is, she was on Glenn Beck a few days later. This is after the Tucker incident. And that's after Glenn Beck had Jeff Brown, who owns the software company Bleeding Edge, something like that, about a week ago. And basically, Beck was told by Jeff Brown, this computer program, a 15-year-old dummy could hack it. I mean, that's the way one of the big shots of computer analysis stated it to Glenn Beck. So Beck, after the Tucker incident, has Sidney Powell on his show and says to Sidney Powell, now, Glenn is being extremely respectful. I don't know if you heard this clip. Go on his website or YouTube and find that clip. It's just gone out in the last few days where Sidney Powell is on Glenn Beck's show post the Tucker incident after the Kraken was released, and he's being very, very respectful. I mean, unduly respectful. No sarcasm, nothing of that kind of thing that Beck tends to do. He's being very respectful, and he ends up with what's the hard evidence, and she stutters again. And this is where I think, because it's a first run, she's just been a little slow to the punch. Two levels. Number one, where's the hard evidence? You'll see it on court day. It's none of your business. And that's really important to understand at this point. Because whatever evidence you say you've got, or whatever evidence you're in the process of putting together, that's a tip-off to the enemy. Dominion by the way, who's not to be found anymore, not in the United States. They've closed up and ran. That's a fact. Dominion, who, as Lou Dobbs points out, we don't even know who owns Dominion. That's a fact. What? You're going to leak your edge on national radio at all so that the people that you're after are going to get the tip off so they can go back in and in some way, shape, or form try to hide the, the, the allege? No, so she didn't say that. 
but I know she thinks it, and I know that's why she didn't come forth. Here's another reason, and this is more subtle, but you really need to respect, and again, my point is, why hasn't Sidney Powell really come forth under inquiry, whether it's been Tucker, whether it's been Glenn Beck at all, why hasn't she really come forth with rock salad? Other than the fact that she's only had 10 days to put this together. Uh, Let's keep that in mind, please. Why otherwise hasn't? Well, the closest she's gotten to us, and I don't think a lot of people are really respecting this, so I want to reiterate for you. This is technical software questions. Sidney Powell is brilliant. That doesn't necessarily mean she understands at the spur of the moment how to articulate what the software problem is. So if you get forensic software people in, the same way you get a forensic doctor, the same way you get a forensic accountant, a forensic attorney, a forensic pathologist, they reverse engineer. This is a specialized line, and anyone hip in the computer industry knows this. Guess what? And this is what I am telling you, and I am Dr. Vincent Medici, Go back, listen to my COVID shows, and see if what I've said hasn't come true. Number one, I'm telling you number two. Once they go in with people who are sophisticated as forensic software analyzers, it will become extremely clear. And that is on its way. Take that to the bank. Now, is this going to be complete before December 14th? This is part of our issue here. The Powell legal team says within the week they're going to come up with something. We have to see how that integrates into the certification issue, and there's the update. Get to know Eric Metaxas, Lou Dobbs, of course, you know, Tucker, you know. Let Tucker know we're wondering where he was coming from. He needs to hear. Rush is Rush. And there's a whole people from Liz Wheeler et al., this OAN News, America Online News, There's a lot of places you can get the kind of stuff you can't get from your YouTube surf, from your normal YouTube. I'll get it on YouTube and find out the news. It's amazing to me. You mention a name like Eric Metaxas, and nine out of ten people have never heard of the guy. So a lot of people don't know how to get the information, thus the reason I present it to you this way. Get on the website at straighttalk.cc. Let's get to the other piece of the show here. Now that we've got two minutes left for the show, the resurgence, the resurgence, all you have to do amidst the stupidity is understand Sweden. If you go to Sweden, as I'm about to do, uh, pardon me, they put the wrong website on here. If you go to Sweden and take a look at Sweden. Why do I say Sweden? Well, everyone's after Sweden because Sweden didn't follow the rules because Technell told his people, you don't need face masks. It doesn't really matter too much. Just protect the high-risk groups, the elderly, and everybody else just lives their life as they've lived it. Sweden has had a increase in the number of daily deaths. Sweden had, the other day, six deaths. Sweden, the day before that, had 12 deaths. The day before that, they had 11 deaths. The day before that, they had 11 deaths. The day before that, they had 20 deaths. Sweden has 10 million people. In the city of Stockholm, there's 5 million people. Did you hear what I said? Yesterday, it was 12. Then it was 11. Then it was 20. Then it was 25. Then it was 17. Then it was 20. Going back a week of those numbers. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that's more than the flu? 
Do you think that's more than cancer? Do you think that's more than heart attacks? Do you think that's more than about 200 other things that dwarf the number of deaths we've had to COVID? And in that group that have died in COVID in Sweden within the last week, how many of those people were over the age of 75 years old? The answer to that is over 90%. Of that over 90% that succumbed to COVID in Sweden, how many of those people that were already at an advanced age already had another disease to go with it. And that's a high 90% on that. Now, what the idiots will tell you is you can't look at Sweden. I think Sweden is a wonderful place to look. And of course, what some idiots will tell you is, well, yeah, but if you compare Sweden to Norway, Norway has much less and so does New Zealand. And that makes a case for a second lockdown. Think about it. Just try not to be impartial. Just try not to be partial. Just try to use a little common sense. If the point is that the United States of America is of this so-called resurgence, which it isn't, these are trumped-up numbers. Our death certificates have been played with, number one. Number two, you walk in with a stubbed toe to a hospital and you are tested. And if you're there for four days because of back pain, you're tested four times. And each time you're tested, that goes down as another COVID case. Guess why? The hospitals are incentivized, meaning every time you test someone and they test positive for COVID, you get money. It is a scam. Do you understand it's a scam? And what you really have to trust is what I've said you had to trust from the day you heard the name Dr. Vincent Medici. You know what that is? Your common sense. Who do you know? Who do you know that's died of COVID? Yes, you know one person. You've heard of another person. We're talking about a plague. We're talking about some massive global epidemic that's necessitated the horror that it's caused us. And I'll bet you don't know one person that's died. I'll bet you probably don't know one person that's even gotten sick. Doesn't something in the annals of your common sense tell you against our response to this thing is the fact that you don't know anybody. And against that is Sweden. And this is my point. Sweden is our test case. Technel, Johan Gesek, all of whom I've had on this show many times, are basically proving to us that in a city of 5 million, what they're calling a resurgence is 10 people dead. 15 people dead and then we have to cow on our knees to this idiotic notion of even one life is too many yeah tell that to Andrew Cuomo the jerk from New York who murdered murdered and the word is murder because he was asked by the administrators of the old age homes in New York to get funding so they could separate the sick from the non-sick and he turned his back as so did the other one there in the state of New Jersey and with no action taken, the death rates to the elderly in the old age homes in the state of New York and New Jersey soared. They soared. If we care that much, why don't we take a shot like that? Why don't we do something about that? So don't tell me you care. You see? The clue we should be drawing from all of this worldwide global resurgence is the fact that with Sweden with no lockdown whatsoever, are still seeing death rates in the very, very, very low numbers. Numbers that are a lot lower than most of the states in the United States who are locked down and who are claiming that we're having some sort of large catastrophe that necessitates a lockdown. 
So go on Worldometer. Take a look at Sweden. Get to know what Sweden's done. Sweden never closed the schools. Sweden never shut the economy down. Sweden never organized contingencies to criticize, ostracize, condescend towards people who didn't want to wear masks. The only thing Sweden's done is what Witkowski and Ioannidis and Katz and Jay Bacharya and Sinetra Gupta and all the different epidemiologists and infectious disease specialists throughout the world have said they were supposed to do, and that is try to do something for the one group amidst this virus that is truly in danger. And those are the compromised elderly for which most of us, especially in America, have done nothing. Nothing but to lie to us as if these face masks, which don't work, by the way. We just published another study out of Scandinavia, out of Denmark, I believe, which is in a lockdown that proves that these masks are next to useless. And that's what we did for the elderly instead of really. And what do I mean by really? Which brings us to another subject which may be the subject of next week's radio show. And that is, if you really wanted to do something about COVID, now that the winds are blowing and the temperatures are dropping, what might you do to protect yourself? Because it's not by coincidence that the viral loads have started to increase. It's not by coincidence that they're starting to increase to the extent that they are, and even to that extent is by no means the second coming of the plague. By no means. This is all statistical nonsense outside the United States, in, within the United States. I mentioned sunlight last week. I know, that's only sunlight. That doesn't mean too much. Yeah, it means everything. The other one is blood viscosity. Viscosity is a key component of optimizing human physiology. It means as it gets colder, your blood doesn't move. And as it gets colder and your blood doesn't move, your venous system doesn't drain. If the venous system doesn't drain, it backs up the lymphatic system. So if you have some sort of uh, unworthy antigen in the intercellular space about to lock on to an ACE receptor uh, in a lung cell or some other part of your body, and the viscosity is high because it's cold, nothing's moving, guess what? You can't get your immune system there, and what's there you can't get out of there because nothing's moving. Doesn't lack of sunlight and increased viscosity of the blood and other fluids increased because it's getting cold? Doesn't that start to lay down a very fundamental argument for move your rear end and get out in the sun? And I know that's not scientific enough for Dr. Fauci or anybody else. It's just plain old common sense. Well, let me tell you something. There's more science in get in the sun and move your blood than there is in all the annals of Harvard. And that's the truth. But today it seems like, well, the truth isn't groovy. With that, I bid you adieu. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.